When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the Marvel Stuff Podcast, where we talk about all things My Little Pony. Uh, we have to talk about our collections, the TV, sh- no? The oh, whole no, Brony gonna, fandom? No, no, no we're going right. to talk about Wrong Marvel show. and the MCU specifically. Um, Tune in for the Brony Podcast after dark. We'll, uh, yes. <laughs> we'll do that one a little later. And by we will do that, I mean, uh, you guys can do it, and I would watch if you started one, at least an episode, but that's my support of my fans. Um, but... We are going to break down the MCU, most specifically the Falcon, the Winter Soldier. Uh, what's going on? Episode five, The Truth. Uh, very cool episode. I'm Coach. With me today is Josh Kennedy from Facebook. And no, no oh, one else. No one it's else just a here. duo today, huh? It's just uh, Man, we yeah. just lost like half our viewership without having a lady. I know. We've got a ladies, man. They bring in the men. So I've heard the advertising thing go but we'll be interesting we'll be fun it's going to be a great episode to break down so hopefully you guys pay attention listen and uh comment anything you hear i see a couple people jumping in the live so feel free to leave us some comments conversations as we go along uh we're going to break down today's episode a little differently um because it's the truth episode instead of going scene by scene i was thinking let's go character by character um and just discuss what truth did we really learn um kind of about each of these characters do you have anyone you want to jump in with? Anyone you felt like you learned the most about? Uh, probably the most as far as character development was Isaiah Bradley, just because he was already kind of a minimalistic character for a while. So we kind of got to delve deeper into his origin story. So we can we can start there. Yeah, that's definitely mid episode, but let's do it. No, I'll, and he's he's a great character, and it's, it's nice he's one of the, the lesser uh, the known ones. We'll we'll start off by saying we both know that we are uh, white. That and is true. We're going to do our best to have this discussion anyway, at least from our perspective. We can't speak to anyone else's perspective. But Isaiah's perspective is he brings to the universe, and it's supposed to reflect real life. I thought it was very interesting. Um, it it hit on a couple real-life things and how that kind of mirrored his non-real-life uh, interaction with the Army. You know, yeah. talking about the Red Wings and uh, kind of what happened there. Um, and how they, you know, were war heroes, but when they came home, they had issues. Uh, right, that, was, that actually happened. So that's yeah, and the reflection on Isaiah. The little story over there with like the army of them that had been experimented on, where like, yeah, they just straight up threw them in a prison as soon as they got back, and like we're kind of like, well, they're probably going to die off anyway. Which is, as we mm-hmm. found out later, that like Isaiah Bradley put in the work got himself free, came back for his comrades, and it, it just yeah. didn't make a difference because they were poisoned by the super soldier serum. Yeah, it was an interesting it was an interesting breakdown about the super soldier serum as well to know that it it wasn't the same serum quite that Steve got. It wasn't quite perfect. It wasn't quite, um, you know, but something about Isaiah was able to make it work, which is cool. We don't really ever quite figure out what it is, but um, it doesn't seem to have, well, the makeup effect. science doesn't need to doesn't need to line up yeah. very well. It's kind of like, mm, well, he had the he had the right genes. We're good. Yeah. What's more important is that it seems like he was, for all intents and purposes, a good guy, um, much in the way Steve was. I think is what it was that trying to reflect through his story. Reminds me of Iron Man three when they were injecting those things. Was that a version of the Super Soldier Serum? I haven't uh, no. seen that movie in a while. No, it's not. Okay, but they had similar, like, it worked for some people, but yeah. it didn't work for other people. So that's an interesting uh, parallel, I suppose. I do not believe it was supposed to be a branch of the Super Soldier Serum. Although, 
Iron Man 3 is not my favorite movie. And I've probably only seen it three times. So I couldn't couldn't say it for sure. Anyone comment below if you remember that the, the weird serum was supposed to be like a take on the Super Soldier one. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting because I think what it wanted us to know was that Isaiah, for every intents and purpose, could have been Captain America. Yeah, he, he had the, the powers. Mm-hmm. He, he had the honor. Yeah. Um, but then he wasn't um, for, you know, nonsense reasons. Exactly. <laughs> and that's, you know, the, I think that's part of the truth the episode wanted us to hear was that, hey, this guy could have been Captain America. He wasn't because, you know, the government and the society and everything at the time was apparently just too racist for him. Yeah, um, and like, and then as we found out, obviously as he is salty, rightfully so, he showed that little bit of a scar yeah. deal on his on his side that was intense, and it was it was a it was a big deal that like to him, and he like obviously still holds a grudge, and anyone would, so he kind of tries to sway uh, another character. We can jump on in a minute here. Just yeah. try to sway Falcon from becoming Captain America, even though one he was the elected choice, and two John yeah. Walker kind of crap the bed you know he no one wants him to be cap anymore yeah it definitely so that, the, the point was to like you give isaiah's perspective of why we should respected sam's opinion not to do it the first time right. um and i think all those things were supposed to be what it was kind of explained to us um but it helps change you know what we'll talk about later which is you know the truth about sam and what his his struggle is um i don't know if there's anything else you really need to hit on isaiah like he said, he was a good man. He got screwed over. Oh, He's that, that about stuff about it. his wife was rough. How they just oh, told him he was dead, kept all the letters in a box, and just the one nurse took pity on him and gave it back to him. It's like it's a dark story for the MCU, and I'm glad they really like they did not hold. They didn't pull any punches. They're like, hey, this is stuff that actually happened. Obviously, this is make believe science. This is make believe comic book yeah, stories. It didn't happen to any super soldier, but right. But the treatment of the soldiers was probably very similar or uh, an yeah. offshoot of that. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's. It's just. It was trying to show the idea that like it didn't matter how heroic or great he was, he was black, and that's the perspective he brought in to trying to tell you know trying to give advice to the Falcon, to Sam, if he wants to take yeah. the shield. No self-respecting um, black man would take that role, is what he said exactly, because, you know, it's blonde hair, blue eyes, white skin. It's like... Yeah, and it, and it sets up what is the dynamic that I think a lot of us were questioning, which is, why didn't Sam keep the shield? Why didn't he become Captain America? Um, and what's he going to do going forward? And it makes the choice a little harder, a little less easy and obvious, to what it seemed like from the outside of the beginning of the show, which was, yeah, why didn't, why didn't he, he just take the shield? Yeah, it kind of kind of gives a little bit of interest, but it, it's not even just that. I don't think. I think it's also the fact that like he idolizes Steve, and he's like, I don't know if I can live up to that. Fill those shoes, and the whole race thing's another big portion of it. That watching it as us early on, it's not really something we would necessarily think of. But now that they bring in this other character from an outside perspective that's been around for a long time. They kind of acknowledge that, that that's a that's probably a big part on why he didn't take it in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And the, you said it best. We didn't think about it. Why would we think about it? I'm not, you know, a black man in America. I didn't go through anything, so I would never consider why. You know, I would just be like, I want to be Captain America because people would accept Captain, me. As Captain, yeah, America. Captain America told me to. It's like yeah. I, I'm just trying to live live up to the legacy. Uh, yeah, we can jump right into to Falcon though, because you know, as we talk about his. His arc throughout this whole season and this episode um, has Coming to a terms. lot going on, but it, it really feels like it's it's almost already wrapped up. I feel like we can feel that the last episode is yeah, going to have real fighting, not a ton of not a ton of leftover character, you know, wrapping up left. I don't. It was a real bummer not to get to see the suit. I get why they did it, but it's like, ah, come on, guys, it's right there. You introduced the idea of the briefcase in the first third of the episode we could have gotten a little little peek but yeah, you know, we'll i guess week. it makes sense it's fine we're gonna see it next week so whatever uh but as i think about let's first go with what he's learned up to this episode and then let's talk about what what changed in this episode to kind of push him over um because i think when i think about his journey it did start off as just someone who not only you know had turned down the shield but really was trying to just get away from the fact that he did that. He wanted to ignore that he did it. 
and he just well, wanted to, you know, do Falcon. It's a little stuff. bit easier because, like, not everyone even knew that he was given the shield. It was more of, like, inside yeah. baseball. A handful of people knew. Obviously, Bucky did. He was part of that conversation. Yeah. And the government knows that he turned in the shield, and he's the one that had, you know, possession of it. But nobody, only a handful of people really knew that Cap was – symbolically giving over the mantle of Captain America to Sam. Yeah, that's a good point to think about. Yeah, I wonder in God, public relations would have had a field day if someone mm. if he was real life had turned it down and uh God, that would have been all over the the old Facebook there for a while. Yeah. Uh but yeah, his growth has been interesting. Uh because he was the person who started the season as the, you know, quote unquote best guy. He was you know, he didn't have a ton of growth left to become a great guy. He was a great guy. Yeah, he was already a great guy. He just needed to, yeah. needed to realize what he was in himself. It's just like he he almost sees himself as second rate to Steve just because Steve was like an icon. He was like all the end-all, be-all hero. So it, it's it's hard for him to see himself in that role, and I can totally understand I that regardless of what he's thinking. I don't know if I ever got that feeling from, from Sam. I always felt like he he just thought he was different. I don't know that he ever, because unlike Bucky, who does feel like he he thought he was, he, he feels inferior. inferior for sure. We can jump on him in a minute. Yeah, I but I I feel like Sam never felt like he was less than or wasn't worthy, but he was just more different, and it wasn't his role. And he was, um, so it's interesting because, and I was listening to a, a YouTube video earlier today about you know growth and the different kinds of growth that characters can have throughout shows and movies, um, and really. Sam has a pretty static growth. He doesn't change a lot. He doesn't have a lot of dynamic change. All you really do is learn more about him. Um, but I think it works. I think it works that he doesn't have to mm-hmm. grow. He doesn't have to get better because um, he was great. And he was great then. He's great now. Um, now he just you know, feels more prepared. The, the whole training montage that was fun throughout this episode. Yes. Doing the flips and the shield throws and hanging out with his nephews and yeah, that, that, I mean, this, uh, unrelated to the Captain America thing, that was another big part of this episode is we finally got a little bit more information on his sister and the boat storyline and how he, his sister acknowledges, like, you're fighting a war out here and you're handling the one at home and how she's really proud of him and all that stuff. And that was a yeah. really cool scene. And if there I'm was glad. anything he's grown from this show, it is that relining of priority of, right. I'm not just a soldier to do the big things. I also have a family and a culture that I'm trying to, I have to be there for that as well. Right. Um, that kind of comes to a head. Like you said, with those conversations with the boat scene, um, and all the fun, joyous stuff yeah. that goes on there. Um, all so in all the favors and the, the scene, like the, the scenes where Bucky first shows up, very touching stuff. It's like, okay, they're, they're, they, they refuse to acknowledge it, but they're obviously becoming yes. very close friends instead of just being two guys with a mutual friend, as they said in the episode. Yes. So that was yes. a fun development between the two of them. Yeah. So if, if anything, the truth of Sam, I think, is just that he has, you know, he has to remember to prioritize things other than being um, a soldier in, in Falcon. And in a weird way, that's what makes him ready to be Captain America. Because mm-hmm. um, he doesn't just want to be Captain America. So I think that that's an interesting dynamic going forward. Um. Yeah. Let's let's just jump right into into Bucky then while we're at it. Yeah, that dynamic. Sense. They have their crossover. It's great. Um. Let's do the same thing. What do, What do you think about his development up to this episode? And then we can talk about his development during this. He's episode. just his whole arc really has been like redemption. It's been a very redemption centered world where like er- illegally he is redeemed. He's not in in yeah. jeopardy of being penalized, but he has to come to terms with being okay with himself and his time in Wakanda, he spent re you know, getting his body back and his mind back, but now he's, he's more, he's more or less back. So it's more of him moving from the place where he is, where he knows he did all these things that were terrible and he moves forward and he has to learn to accept himself. Like that is something that happened. I wasn't necessarily in control, but now I've got my center back. I can move forward with myself as a person and be you know proud of the person that I am. Yeah, it feels like those first four episodes, he really got to go um, and open up and accept Sam and accept other people. Right. Uh, I think it's kind of what what his growth was trying to be portrayed anyway, um, that he could be himself and he could be open. He could talk and he could joke around um, with someone who's not Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this episode hits home even harder 
um, some, you know, new developments, like you said, about how he's going to accomplish that self-redemption, that self-acceptance. Um, and what was one of the, my favorite scenes, I think, in the entire MCU was when Sam tells him exactly what he needs to know. It's like, hey, you, you got to stop trying to do things to make yourself feel better. Go out there and make other people feel better. Um, and that's what, so that that's, I, I think, where they're trying to go is that if they want him to accept mm. himself and to grow but first he had to open up and become friends with people and you know kind of just like yeah because what, what i don't remember exactly what was said from sam but he essentially was like you haven't been helping people you've been more just eliminating them or taking their powers off the board and he's like there's a there's got to be at least one person in that journal that and you could make a real difference with and help so it, yeah. it's pretty yeah, cool and he's, he's like oh about a dozen he said great start with one Perfect. Yeah. Sam doing his professional career of yeah, dealing yeah. with soldiers that are dealing with PTSD and, you know, guilt and such. So it was, it yeah. was a great scene. Sam's the best quickly becoming one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Um, the more, the more time we get to spend with him. The, the line was you've been, you haven't been amending. You've been avenging. There we go. Uh, yeah. Which is a cool line. Um, Very cool. And true. And it's even in this episode, even the, the show so far, I think has shown that Bucky's been there to eliminate the threat of super soldiers. He's mm-hmm. been there doing mission. He hasn't actually been growing as much as he, he could be because he's, you know, doing what he's always done, even if it's for the right side, right? Uh, which is interesting. But this episode got to do a lot of the cool stuff, right? He came back for the boat scene, uh, which let's just discuss the scene in general while we're here. Great yep. friendship stuff. Great flirting with a sister stuff. Oh, and that's exactly the type of thing that like a friend with a sister does, where they're just like, "Yeah, you you can hang out. You just just don't hit on my sister." Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's something that guys stuff. do with their groups of friends. It's like, oh, his sister's slightly attractive. Let's hit on her. It's yeah, dude, for sure. You got yeah, you for everything. Um, but just fun scene, you know, classic. Uh, work putting the work in. We're fixing the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, calling in the favors, sense of community. Everybody's yeah. working together for a common goal. The feel good scene that, that that Sam and his family really need. So yeah, needed. yeah, it was good stuff. Also, some really funny moments uh, when <laughs> Sam was like trying to use the little screwdriver to like yeah, pop he the just pick up. Fuck, <laughs> he just grabs it and pulls it out. It was also funny when like he uh, grabs the wrench and tightens the bolt with the wrench with his right hand instead of the left hand. He's like, ah, oh, sometimes I forget I'm right handed. I'm like, that was. Funny. Yeah, and it's so are, true. It would happen all hilarious. the time. Just because your left arm is metal and badass, it's right-handed. You're, right-handed. you're mm-hmm. fucking right-handed, man. Uh, so that that's that whole scene's great, and a, and a good moment for us as the audience to like get to feel good. Um, because it's been you know a bit of a downer throughout most of the show, but now we get to feel good. Everything's kind of rolling around. Um, as we know, uh, I think there's. There's a little bit of like acceptance from Bucky who he says it right. He, he says it point blank that like, you know, it didn't matter. It would like what Steve, Steve didn't understand that you were a black man trying to take over for Captain America. Yeah. You and I, guess that. I think finally Bucky acknowledging that like, Hey, Steve wasn't perfect. Um, he meant perfectly, um, but mm-hmm. he wasn't. And it's, it's important that Bucky now has perspective and. and well, that was a himself. Obviously, we didn't go scene by scene, but the very beginning of the show with that fight was really cool in the way it like ended, where Bucky was in possession of the shield and they had this big breakup, and like mm-hmm. uh, it was meant to be like, okay, so maybe Bucky could take it. Everybody knew he wasn't going to, right. but he hands it off to Sam and he just kind of dips out. He's like, "This is your shield. What you do with it is your own decision." And yeah. that's when Sam went and visited Isaiah and had a trip of self discovery to but- see if he was ready. Yeah, great. And a, and a good moment, I think I said, it's a good moment for Bucky, and it was a good moment for Sam to, you know, mm-hmm. also, like, learn, you know, about himself. And it was good, and then he does take the shield, and he... he it was also hinted in the scene that, like, I mean, as we've discussed, like, this, we're probably finally going to get back to the old Asian man for episode one, whose name I don't remember. Right. But that's probably going to be the name in the book that he goes to that he could actually make someone feel better. Yeah. And he's going to have to have the tough conversation. And that right. Stinks. Where he's like, but, I killed you or something, which is going to suck for him. And we have no idea how that's going to be accepted, but I guess we'll see this Friday. Yeah. But sometimes that's what, that's what you need. People. Mm-hmm. Everyone watching this, 
learn the lessons the show is trying to teach us. Um, mm. Let's and then let's just jump into John Walker then real quick. Uh, the truth yep. we learned about him, uh, the truth he kind of learned about himself. It was interesting because the episode starts and it seems like he's having a moment of like, oh shit, I was wrong. He was, honestly, that's yeah. the thing is he was he was genuinely having this like episode, but then as soon as he was given an opportunity to blame Falcon and Winter Soldier that like, oh, you guys are trying to manipulate me into getting the shield back as soon as he could flip it onto someone else it's exactly what he did well i think even before that because if you if you watch the montage of him like seeing the things and and talking about star and stuff by the end he says time to go to work um mm, and, it, and it becomes it became obvious that he just he re-rationalized it in his brain and he did, he had made the decision um to keep while being a dickhead yeah, and then yeah, Sam had did his thing and talked to him, and not like kind of had him teetering for a minute there, and then then yeah, like I said, he kind of just decided that was Never the point happened. where he's like, "Listen, we're done. This is gonna happen." Yeah, it's my shield. I'm Captain America. Um, too prideful. The fight scene was cool enough. You know, it was yeah, that, that arm snapping scene. John Walker like doing cool stuff. You know, he finally mm-hmm. got to you know show that hey, at least you can do cool action stuff, but. Ended up losing the fight. Um, you know, he ripped the wings off, and some other cool stuff happened. And that reminds and then, me, uh, unrelated yeah. to this episode, sorry, but if we want to get back to something else in the Marvel Universe later, uh, New Mutants came out on HBO Max. If we want to discuss that, it's not technically <laughs> Disney Marvel, but well, that does re- that remind. That's what I was thinking while we were having that conversation. They obviously connect perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just I go ahead, keep going. Oh, that reminds me, dude. So Marvel Strike Force had just come out with this new event. <laughs> The Marvel-related topics. Um, All right, John Walker, he had the tough scene. He got his arm broken, and then we went to court first. Yeah, that was his court, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And he loses his cool. An okay scene at best. I mean, I didn't love the scene. I thought it was just giving me more John Walker than I wanted. But it shows that he he is fully just locked in. And I did see... Immediately following the court case, he leaves out in the hallway, and we we meet a new villain. And I read an article where it's like, this is finally building up Marvel's replacement for Hydra as the big evil corporation. She's going to be a part of something new, which the MCU did need. They've been leaning pretty hard on Hydra, which makes sense because they are a huge villain in the universe. But it'll yeah. be good to finally move on to like another entity that's going to be the enemy here instead of like yeah. oh Hydra's hiding in the shadows they're undercover in Shield it's like we we did all that already we need something new yeah and he's John's going to be a big part of that because the truth we said about this episode is that he's a jerk it yep. turned out that he just he couldn't handle um, being Captain America it was too much pr- pressure for him he had too much pride um, it's kind of caved right I would say it's pretty obvious that he just couldn't do it. He didn't right. have what it took, even when confronted with it. Um, he doubled down on himself. And rather than admitting he's wrong, like we all do, no one ever admits the wrong. We just blame other people. Yep. Um, and that's what he did. He re-rationalized his mind who actually killed, you know. Lamar. Yeah. Lamar and all that stuff. Is he, like, convincing himself that it truly was the guy? Is that kind of what we're doing? Because he keeps saying it, but, like, does he believe himself? <laughs> who knows, right? You never. Well, no, it's not. That, I feel like that's the issue with people who you know lie to themselves to make themselves feel better. You don't ever know if they actually believe their own lies, or if they're just too stubborn to ever, you know, right. let it out. Mm-hmm. But he's obviously he doubles down on it over and over again. He sees Lamar's parents, and he doubles down when he sees the villain and in the court. And it, he's just he's gone. He's not going to be. Um, a good person moving forward. He's not going to be like, Oh, this is a good U S agent. He's just not quite Captain America. Now he's going to be a tool. Mm, Yeah. Um, Which U S agent is more of a villain character. Memory serves in the comics. So it's like, it's not unpredictable, but it was, well, we'll get to that. I guess, I guess we could just kind of touch on the, the the final, the first post-credit scene. So there's a post-credit scene at the end of this episode. Obviously they, that seems to be what they do in the penultimate episode. Um, He creates a new shield. Yep. Yeah. Puts his little metal on it. Yeah. I'm surprised he do different colors. I was a little surprised. I was like, is he going to do like black and red? Is he going to do something different? But nope. nope. Just try to recreate the shield. But it's not obviously not vibranium. So they're like, might as well just put a garbage lid in your arm and call it a shield and just move yeah. it. Yeah. I'm sure it'll work effectively or something. It'll be, it's nonsense anyway. 
all the shield. The shield itself is garbage technology. Uh, yeah, one other thing he did do, he had his conversation with Lamar's parents. Uh, not a, I don't know, I didn't feel it was a super important scene, but it made sense that they put it in there. It kind of further developed, like, he could further rationalize that he did the right thing by talking to the parents. He's like, hey, he is 100% the one that killed him. And the parents were glad that he did, even though, yeah, it just to make we, as we know the better. viewers, it's not true. Yeah, no, he just did it to make himself feel better. That mm-hmm. The truth about John Walker is that he's a jerk. Um, before we jump any further, though, we did hit on Val. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't say that full name if you hate me, even if it was in front of me. Something. Yep. It's great, though. Um, it's the girl from Seinfeld. Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Yes. There you go. Yeah, so she's the, she's the girl from Seinfeld. Cool little bit of stunt casting. Um, it's above it's before me it's before my time yep I i've seen, seen seinfeld enough i obviously yeah. recognize her but it's i didn't it's, <laughs> it's not for me it's not my kind of it's not my kind of casting that is going to excite me you know she's a good actress and she seemed like she did a good job but you know the 30 year old demographics obviously there yeah. too so it's people in their 30s are going to acknowledge like hey we know her this is going to be yeah, fun. exactly comment in our facebook group how, if you were excited by who she was and what's going on there. if we had uh, david on here he'd probably be pumped yeah David's a little bit older. Uh, but it was what it was and i did hear though this is kind of interesting that she's supposed to be in the black widow movie or yeah, and she was supposed to premiere in that uh, ever debut, yeah. excuse me, in Black Widow. But I, we knew this was going to happen. We've talked about it multiple times on this show. Yeah. It's like eventually the MCU is going to catch up and surpass Black Widow, furthering its irrelevance. Even though I'm still yeah. going to watch it. I, like, well, and it is what? interesting because she shows up in this show as if we know who it is. Yeah, it's very and, like if you introduced it, <laughs> Nick Fury later in the show or something, where yeah. it's like, I don't, I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you if you hadn't watched like the post credit scene to like Iron Man and stuff, and on like, the who, that, who is this guy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or yeah, that's gonna be exactly what happens now that she debuts in the show. Is people that don't watch the shows and only watch the movies, they're gonna be like, who's this chick? We have no idea who this is. And I mean. They'll see him like what I suppose. Yeah, but. it'll be it'll be what it is. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, like whatever comes out, I guess. I guess we'll see about that. July. No, the the new thing. Um, let's talk about Zemo a little bit. I kind of want to hit on him because I think, again, similar to Sam, he has a very static um, growth throughout the show. He doesn't change yeah. much, but. He's, well, I don't know, he's kind of earned some sympathy or apathy points where it's like, okay, people kind of root for him now, which is yeah, different we, than we, our feelings to. about him change. But right, I don't know himself, that yeah. his conviction right. himself change, um, which is which is interesting. But I think we start to like him a little more. You know, we see his honor, we see his his barrenness. I guess yeah. that's what we need. Uh, we need a good antihero in the MCU. I mean, there's been people that have rode that fence a lot and like Bucky himself is a bit of an antihero, but now he's his own person. He's a full blown hero. So it's, it's kind of like, we need a new yeah, person that kind of fills that role. He seems he, I mean, because of what we know from his history, we think he of him as more of an anti-villain. Um, uh, but it'd be interesting if he does any anti-hero-ishness. He did um, some heroic if, things. If yeah. Yeah. Do I, I wonder if we want him to be an anti-hero, or if we want him to be an anti-villain or if we want him to be a full villain. Um, I'll be curious how we all feel about it. I mean, you might just end up in jail for the next six Marvel movies and then have some sort of relevance later. Like yeah, he hasn't made an appearance since Civil War, right? And that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. and it would it could be right. He's on, yeah, we'll kind of. But I hope he has to come back. Hope I hope they just realize how popular we like him and they they we do have back. Black Panther two and the Wakanda TV show are both yeah. going to be coming out relatively in the next, you know, relatively soon in the next couple of years. So maybe he'll have some some scenes in there. Yeah, I hope so. He's great, and he's mm, I I agree. to be around a lot more. Um, we don't get to see a too too many other characters. We get to see like one scene with Sharon. I was just going to say we should talk about know. Agent Thirteen real quick, where it's like came a lot closer to confirming that she truly is the power broker that we kind of. Yeah. yeah, whatever that means, who, who really knows? But we'll sometimes I, I get to it's like the Mephisto thing where I'm like, what does it mean if Mephisto's there? Like, what does it well, mean if that, oh, <laughs> Mephisto's a much bigger character than his power broker? Because 
he might be from the comics, but did he have enough relevance for me to remember? Absolutely not. So, like, Mephisto, it's like, oh, that's the introduction of the devil, and maybe we'll have something in hell or something. Like, that it, that could broaden the universe a bit. A power broker is just going to be another, you know, sophisticated yeah. bad guy. Whatever. Yeah. So, it'll be what it is. I mean, shuts down any chance she's hooking up with anyone, but, you know, she yeah. seems interesting enough, and I... She'll do something in the next episode. This next episode's got to be just an all big giant fight scene, right? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, and you got to tie up some like storylines, but obviously we trust in Faggy and the showrunners and everything else, and it's going to be great. Uh, I did see a little, there was somebody did an interview with uh, Bucky, uh, Sebastian Stan, and he said that like if they do a season two, he's more than willing to come back, which to the surprise of no one, but if we get to see a season two of the show, I'd be, I'd be pretty pumped. Oh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be pumped about it. Um, Carly is the last, the last person we get to see, we get to explore and we get to learn about. Um, she seems to have changed a lot. It seems like from the beginning, we don't know a ton of how she used to be, but she's more of a heel now. We're like, yeah, she's more of a heel. He says she's just gone full. That's a a term face and heel. It's like, I know what the term is, but it's often not used in film, but I love it. She just came out. Of the tunnel, smoke blaring, just John Cena waiting on the other side. <laughs> he was a career face. Let's not get into She came out. She's the heel. It's great. They put each other down. It's good stuff. WWE. I've seen it before-ish. It's been a while. Um, but yeah, she she became more of a villain. And she yeah. is mm-hmm. doubling down. Zemo says it best. She is now fully you know, radicalized. We yeah, we discover the plot that they're going to be going after America now. Go to New York again. Yeah, they right. interrupt the council thing, whatever yep. nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, and in typical fashion, it's oh, we got people on the inside. We can shut down the security yeah, for replacing Hydro. They might as well just call themselves Hydro. <laughs> it's just sometimes I'm like, why is it that every bad guy just can somehow convince the entire population of things. But then I think about it and I go, man, people are dumb. Mm. QAnon did its thing. That was pretty dumb. You know, I guess if that works, Flag Smasher should work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Some of the show touches on points that are a little too relevant. We'll leave it alone now. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, yeah, if any of you guys comment below and you are part of QAnon, I would suggest you reconsider, but I'm not here to, to <laughs> preach to anybody. But yeah, it's it always fascinates me in these shows where it's just like that. Eh, we got bad people, and we've always got them where we need them. They're always another appearance of uh, George St. Pierre, his character. I mean, that was that was neat. He's like, I just want to kill Falcon, so he's probably going to be in the uh, the last fight there. So hey, I'm pumped that he's God, hanging out with the Flag Smashers now. <laughs> I just care so little that he was in the first episode. I care so little about his character now. Uh, yeah, I get it, but it's it's the return of a character. It's very, you know, yeah. Z-list character in the MCU, but hey, we brought him back and he's here. At least he's, he's like in the fight. A good guy, yep. He's a guy who's going to do some cool fight things and that'll be what yeah. it is. Um, But I think in general, the show has gone a way different way than I thought. So the last truth I wanted to talk about um was i don't know i guess the society of which this show is built upon um mm-hmm. and what we learn about it and that's that's this idea that it it wants to make it known that it's as much like our real life america is, as this, is it weird that i'm still not super angry at the flag smashers like they're literally trying yeah. to kick people out of their homes because it wasn't theirs five years ago and then they got that bs bank program that like no one has any faith in yep it's exactly right. So that I think that's the last truth the show wants us to be hit with is, um, you know, I think that's that's hitting on like close to what our immigration problems are, mm-hmm. and it obviously hits on the race problems. Um, and it's it's going it's a culturally of- relevant show, which is yes. cool because one division is very contained, very little political stances. It's more like check out this cool magic universe. We're gonna do fun stuff in here, and I was pumped about it. It's a great show. But it is cool that this one's more grounded in reality, or at least reality adjacent. Do we think that's connected? My question, I guess, would be, do we think that connects to the audience? Like, do we think that's anything that anyone who watches this show likes? Or people like, you know, oh, my God, yeah. stop feeling during the National I know. That's, I know. That's the thing. It's it's tough. I'm glad that they did it because 
really as a showrunner or a movie runner, like you're, you're trying your best not to alienate anyone in your audience. You're trying to right. make it well liked by everyone. But this one, it's kind of like they took some political liberties and whether you agree with it or not, it was, you know, ballsy, gutsy, whatever you want to say. And it, it, it's resonating with some people for sure. Yeah. I mean, it resonates, I mean, it resonates with me. It mm-hmm. went from being a show that I far superiorly liked fate one division to like, now I'm like, ah, I kind of like this one just as yeah, much. I'm with you. Um, just based on certain conversations they got to have. And the fact, like you said, they went out and they did things that you wouldn't always expect people to do. Um, and that's have conversations that could potentially alienate certain people. Mm. Um, could alienate people from watching our show, right? Just the fact that we brought it up. But I think it's it, interesting. I think It it's, happened. It's relevant. We can't pretend that they didn't acknowledge it and it's i you know i mean i i, I stand by it i mean they're not sound like they did anything super crazy they just kind of acknowledged the reality of the world and put it in the mcu like it's necessary probably i mean yeah. it's a big group of people that watch the thing maybe they're somehow some way they're just gonna be like okay if we call this out on this show maybe we can make a difference i have no idea yeah. if that's gonna go through but we'll see yeah and i don't know if it's gonna be you know, like is you know the falcon going to be like oh hey we all we have a a a black captain america do we as society accept it i don't know that the, the marvel fandom is going to react the same way that the real life world would react if mm-hmm. a black person took over as captain america but it might we might have you know some sort of reaction people who didn't watch the show and then just like see on yahoo oh hey there's officially a black captain america and like Dude, people were getting mad. Uh, I mean, it's DC, but they just did a story arc in Batman, like for Batman, and they made uh, one of Lucas Fox or uh, Lucius Fox's sons become Batman, and that was a big deal to some people. It's like, guys, come on! Like, <laughs> anyone yeah. can be any color. Who cares? It's not like he was trying to be Bruce Wayne. He was playing a different character, right? Yeah. So we'll see if that has any impact. And with you know, like I said, join our Marvel stuff podcast group. We encourage these conversations. Talk about it. Ask about it. Um, I'll be in there chatting it away, but it uh, is at least worth noting that it happens in the show and it's interesting. I think mm-hmm. so. I, I think so. Um, as the for the last thing. episode, um, what do we think is going on in this last episode? Now that we've, I think most of the character development has now happened, right? Bucky's yep. going to do his redemption it's, thing, but mm-hmm. he's already learned the lesson. You know, Sam's going to go finish fixing the bow and he's going to take over the shield officially right. but he's already learned that lesson he's already done it like these well, things are going to happen probably within the first 10 15 minutes of the episode and then it's more going to be like okay everybody's happy this storyline's good this storyline's good let's fight and then there's going to be a big fight it's going to be sweet they'll probably have a couple tie-ups at the end after the big fight and yeah it's going to be sweet it's probably going to cost a lot of money <laughs> probably yeah. did anyway Probably did cost. Yeah, I think it's just gonna be a lot of fighting. I'm curious to know. It's probably just gonna be them too. Yeah, I'm trying to think when is John Walker gonna show up to this random? Yeah, I don't know what's he is a wild card in this because he obviously isn't going to side with Falcon and Bucky, but he has a deep hatred for the Flag Smashers. So is like this new Val chick gonna have something, or are we gonna be saving John Walker? As a here right. as a villain that's gonna be multiple projects or the next big movie, it's like it, it could do the classic. Could. It could do the classic like oh the big fight scene, but then like they come and show John Walker saving the day. Look, he actually is Captain America. He got screwed over by the government, and you know, Second Amendment. Well, he should have killed that guy. And look, he's actually a hero. Um, so he might jump in and do that kind of steal the glory or something to right. switch a little PR. Um, he might not show up at all, like you said. He might actually just not show up at all. I'm, I'm curious about that part. Um, and yeah, I don't think there's going to be... Obviously, I don't think the Zemo or the Wakandans are going to factor into the last episode. No, I think, I think their storyline's wrapped up. I think they're done. I think Sharon, Agent 13, she's going to either oh, be yeah, revealed right. as yeah. a power broker. There's going to be some sort of end-all, be-all in that whole conversation. Maybe she'll get the right to come back to America or whatever because she's on the run technically still. And then maybe she turns it down because she's actually happy where she is or something like that. Yeah, she said something about, like, I can get you double this time or something, which makes me think there's something to do with more formula or something out there. Um, That could be. I have no idea what's going to go on with that stuff. I really don't. Other than we know that they're going to attack the place 
Falcon and Winter Soldier are going to come save She's the day. Not a super Marvel. prevalent character in comics. At least if she was, I don't recall much about her. So it's kind of cool to take a character that's lesser known and they can take more liberties with it and turn her, you know, into a bit of a villain sort, or maybe have her ride the fence or she's going to be the secret organization back here, whatever. There's a lot of things it could be. Maybe she's got something with Val. Maybe she's part of Val's little secret society now. Okay. I didn't even think about that, but I mean, it would tie those together and then be neat as far as storytelling goes. Yeah. She was, I mean, because we liked her in other, you know, in the previous movies she was in, they're definitely using that to like, make us wonder what she's going to be. I don't want her mm-hmm. to be evil, but also I don't care that much. Exactly. Yeah, so it's taking a character that's like liked, but not loved and flipping them. I mean, Man. sometimes I can make the character like better, like more intriguing anyway. Or maybe she's just been buying her time. Like you said, to get that, you know, last part in and come back. Right. Yep. Also could be, could be a thing. She could be using the evilness of power broker for good. Who knows? Hey, we'll find out all that stuff, but um, all in all, I look forward to the last episode. I think it's been a good show. I don't know if we're going to learn a ton of good stuff to make me change my mind in this last episode or not, but right, gonna see Sam as that. Cap. That's that's a big deal. Yes, that is a big deal. I'm excited for that. Like I said, we've seen the images of him in toys already, but I'm excited to see it in full, mm-hmm. full all its glory. I don't believe there's a trailer for this episode. There was a trailer before episode five came out. Yeah, they, they had like about a, there being a final. sizzle trailer. I didn't even watch the mid-season trailer. I refused. I'm like, why would I do that? I'll just watch the new episode on Friday. I'm not trying to spoil anything for myself. I was already hyped. You know, I, I, I watched it. it after I'd watched episode five. I was like, oh, there's a trailer for the next episode. Oh, it's <laughs> That's pretty funny. So it didn't do any good. But uh, I don't think there's going to be a new one for the six. So we'll just have to buckle down. I don't know anything about it. There's no, no leaks about if it's going to be a longer episode than normal because it's the final or anything. But. I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we'll move on to other Marvel news. Most importantly, my Marvel Strike Force team. <sighs> I know everybody's been wondering about it. So we're just going to double down. And we're, we- just gonna take, we're going to take 10, maybe 15 minutes to kind of recap. I don't every think we should go through the roster. No? Well, no, I don't think so. But if you right, haven't. There's no, there's no news then on Marvel Strike Force. <laughs> If you haven't seen it yet, I, I, I touched on it really. Like, New Mutants is a yeah. new... It's not technically Disney Marvel, but it's the fi- the finale for the Fox X-Men universe. Yeah. And I think it was worth a watch. It's not the best movie ever, but it did a horror version of, like, the characters, which is really cool and never really been done before. And it, it's dark. Some of the origin stories behind these characters, man, whew, I was like, Man, they greenlit this. I was really surprised. And then uh, Marilyn Manson, uh, he plays a villain, which is wild. He doesn't look like Marilyn Manson because he's they put them all CGI'd up. I think he had some of his tattoos or something. Okay, it's on HBO Max. If you want, you I mean, I know you have it. You should check it out. Our audience should check it out. Uh, Yeah, we can talk about it another time because it seems like you haven't seen it, so that's no biggie. No, but yeah, I'm I'm always interested in all the. I'm interested mm-hmm. in all superhero things. I think we're the Marvel stuff podcast, but you know, I watch the Zack Snyder cut. I I keep track of yeah, all. Yeah, we, we won't go into DC territory, but you know, Marvel's Marvel. So if you want to watch New Mutants and talk about it, Godzilla versus Kong is that Marvel or is that more? I'm <sighs> I think it's just Warner Brothers, uh, my dog. <laughs> but it's good though. You guys should watch. It, it. was good. I enjoyed um, it too. I did have a question that because we got a little bit of time that I've been I've been wondering about and i wanted to get some some opinions and maybe we'll we'll start the discussion well i'm just one person so i can give you well one. good we'll give one opinion and then i'll ask i'll also ask you for ray's opinion and then i'll give colin's opinion and then you can give brooks opinion he's gonna say it's sick and he can't wait for them to show up in the avengers video game that's what's that's probably, <laughs> yeah, opinion. i got colin's opinion locked out Hello, colin i was <laughs> that's the question becomes this um now that more characters and more characters are getting their own shows and their own movies who is left that is like, who is your favorite character whose name does not appear in the title of any movie or show to date or is going to like the shows we've already known? Is there any uh, that ones that are already announced or ones that were pretty sure what, yeah, in the future? Ones that have already announced. So you can't pick someone okay. that's already announced. Well, I was going to be like, left. yeah, Wolverine. Oh, shoot. We should, we should talk about that rumor though. I did see that online. Obviously this isn't confirmed fact, but there's a, there's a rumor that Disney plus is talking about, a Wolverine origin TV show 
where it goes back and kind of shows his uh, development, which is uh, pretty I love cool. The X Men Origin Wolverine, just for the record. <laughs> no, the movie, I, yeah, especially the beginning scene. I know a lot of people hate that movie, it, but I love that movie. No, but Origin the comic is a is a big thing where it's based on Wolverine. It shows some of his like super dark things, and it kind of acknowledges why he can't forgive himself as a character for some of the really messed up things he's done. So. Doing that it as a Disney you know, Plus. I think we all know that all the all the X Men stuff I'm fired about. Oh it yeah, just, it's gonna it be sweet. Needs um, to come and need to be confirmed. But people that are already the purpose of this question, they had to have shown up in media at least once, but they don't have their name on any on any title. And that that's tough. I mean, there's some people that are going to that's be getting. Saying, there's not a lot left. I know. There's like there's little side character. Yeah, there's really not. I mean, that's a good point. That we know that there's a lot of characters that are going to be developed over the next few like years, War like Machine? Patriot. Do want War Machine to have a? Well, they're doing Armor Wars, so that's going to be the closest thing you get to a War Machine movie because no one really cares. Yeah, well, it's true. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but that I think that's both good and weird um, because we always talk about oh, Young Avengers are coming and things like that, but. Yeah. When I really stop and think, and I go, "Hmm, who do I really want to see in future episodes that we already aren't getting?" There's not a ton of characters left. Yeah, um, I mean, having Kate Bishop's or yeah, Kate Bishop show up in the Hawkeye show is going to be pretty cool. I mean, that that's going to be neat. But she's already kind of getting a starring role in a TV show, and and Hawkeye's finally getting a thing, even though he's yeah. shown up in everything. He's getting his own, uh, getting his own TV thing. show. Yeah, obviously, all the original Avengers have already gotten one. Um, he's the last one. Although Dexter, wait, what does does Hawkeye come out before Black Widow? Because that'd be pretty funny. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. You know what I do want? I want a Zemo show. That's my. I would watch an entire oh, show mm. that was just Baron Zemo being Baron Zemo, being a, an anti villain oh, guy. Uh, Marvel news. One more thing. I, I'm just remembering all these little things I've seen online. Yes. This one is confirmed. Uh, Sony cut I'm a deal bad. with Netflix. So now the Spider-Man movies in the near future are going to be going to Netflix instead of Disney Plus. So Disney Plus is not going to get Tom Holland's Spider-Man movies, which is pretty intense. It's kind of cool. They found little loopholes in it where yeah. they don't have to do that. And I'm not upset. I have both. It's whatever. But all these nonsense licensing agreements, they're all nonsense. Like the, the Hulk one where they can't. He can't be his own movie, he his but own movie he can, uh, yeah, and like, is Universal going to drop a whole movie? Absolutely not. It's never going to happen. Not yet. Nonsense. It's nonsense. all Don't written. Love it. Man, it gets worse. Uh, Namor was owned by some random one. He still hasn't shown up, but he was the rumored, like, co-lead for Black Panther 2. Uh, what is it? Taylor Taylor? Yeah. What was it called yeah. exactly? I don't, I don't, do they, do they have an official name? Hey, there was a, I don't know if it's well, official, the rumored official, one. Oh, the rumored yeah. one was two kings. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. The two kings. Yeah, the bringing bringing Namor and I don't care about Namor at all. I I want to see him because it's like that's you know that might be the path to get the X Men because he's the first mutant and it's just it's kind of cool. Um, well, you you asked what I what the only things. Atlantis that's any good is the oh, original man. Disney Atlantis. I don't need to see. Uh, you're tripping. Movie. I mean, that movie is really good. They should do a live action reboot, but or yeah, reshoot, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I just, I I thought it was interesting. Not because I thought you'd have an answer, but just to bring to the audience's attention that most characters we would want to see in a movie or show have either already done it or are going to. We already know that. I mean, we're um, excited to see the Defenders make their transition to Disney. Marvel instead of Netflix, yeah. Disney, Marvel, whatever the, that weird thing was. But I mean, we're all excited to see Daredevil. I mean, at least yes. I can speak for myself. Daredevil and Punisher were the highlights of the Netflix shows, and it's going to be really cool to see them kind of finally get to have scenes with the rest of the MCU. Yeah, let me tell everybody what everybody's excited for, and then say that I can only speak for myself, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know but uh, I think that just goes to show how excited I am for the rest of the MCU. I hope everyone else is. Um, if anyone has any, can come up with any, because I couldn't really. I thought about it for a while. There's not a ton of people left that I would want to see a show about other than Asian Wu, you know? A Valkyrie <laughs> one would be cool, like a like a Valkyrie movie show thing. I mean, she's a cool character, but she's a B character, so... I don't C know how character. they would do a movie, but I would I would see an entire movie based around uh, the... Who's the guy from Guardians where they go to, like, his 
secret place and he's the one who holds the infinity stone and stuff for him uh the collector yeah Yeah. the collector and uh the one from thor ragnarok what's his name too oh uh del coro or uh, yeah jeff bloom uh lord i don't remember his name yeah i don't but all those weird guys. There's probably like a few more of them. Well, those guys are the same race, so people have yeah. spoken on that. Like, it would be cool to see a show with these two guys. I would see one of them just Nova Corps. Starring John C. Rock. I would right. watch it. Take Corp. my money, Facebook user. I can't see who you are in this moment, but I am on board for John C. Riley and anything because he's hilarious. He is funny. He would be. Would they just do a full weird comedy that like? Because I feel like that's what you would have to do. If you're gonna do I don't know, but if Will Ferrell doesn't come in as that's a Marvel saying. superhero or villain, then they missed an opportunity. Just have him come in and be nonsense. Actually, come to think of it, I mean, we've seen the Guardians of the Galaxy. Are there any of them that we'd want to see as their own movie? Like if there was just a, I don't know, Legends of Gamora? I can't, I don't really think so. We'll uh, nobody I really, I mean, they're all great characters, but like, not. A, isn't there some sort of group thing coming? Am I tripping? I feel like that's a thing I, coming. Don't think so. Not that I know. Yeah, I made a joke. I thought there was something, but I could I could be wrong. But I mean, that's that's more of like, hey, let's apply to the kids and sell a bunch of toys. Ah, eh, nobody likes kids. They're the worst. If anyone out there has kids <laughs> or is having kids, I feel sorry for you. Kidding, obviously, babe. I'm very excited for our kids, but you probably won't want this episode anyway because neither Ray, Ray or Brooke isn't so. on it. So you probably <laughs> if she wanted to listen to us talk, she would just come upstairs when I'm over and just leave in three minutes because we're boring. We are boring. Uh, we're sorry you guys had to suffer through this episode, but you know, hopefully next week we'll have more interesting people on the podcast. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, it was great talking to you guys. Thanks for hanging out and try not to have too much fun without us. All right. <laughs>